How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the SD4L Show. I'm Justin Thid. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Masalm. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How about you? It's a good, good episode we got prepared here. Um, coming off a, a win that I'm sure Michigan State fans were excited about. And um, we have joining us today one of the guys that had one of the most impactful plays, one of the biggest highlight plays from the game, and that's Michigan State tight end Malik Carr. Malik, how you doing today? What's up? I'm good. Yeah, appreciate you joining us for sure. So we're going to ask you just uh, probably stuff that you're used to answering from in terms of when you arrived at Michigan State. Just jumping back to the beginning of the timeline, when you chose Michigan State when you hit the portal, what kind of went into your decision back then? Um, just being closer to home, and I kind of knew Michigan State from the beginning of my recruitment process but I didn't feel like it was the right choice at the time. And after that, it was just like, my cousin was here coaching basketball. Yeah. Um, football looked like it was on the up and coming. And yeah, 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 for sure. So in that yeah. process, you um, switched from wide receiver to tight end. Um, what has that process been like, the, the changing of positions? I know you obviously got to block more, unfortunately, but you, uh, what, what has that been like for you? Um, it was a struggle at first, to be honest. Yeah. But now it's getting to, like, where I'm just comfortable in the game. That's all it is is, like, playing playing lower is a hard thing for me. Like, that that was, like, one of my yeah. main things because as a receiver, I never really had to be low other than, like, breaking. Right. But now, like, start, stance, everything is low. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing – Blocking ain't easy, right? It ain't <laughs> it ain't a natural position. Playing catch is natural, right? But blocking yeah. an edge rusher, that ain't that ain't natural. So we all grew up playing catch. I mean, but uh tight end's a very, very unique position. Speaking of tight end, um has uh, Daniel Barker helped you continue to, to get better at tight end and what has he meant to your development uh over the year? Um He's been helping me a little bit with um, his knowledge of the game and also as far as, like, how to manage yourself off the field and on the field and still have fun with it. Yeah, good to hear. 
So yesterday was kind of, um, I, I would guess, probably your biggest in-game memory so far. Maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me on that. But just got to ask you, what was going through your head while you were running down the field, running towards the student section? I'm sure maybe you can hear him yelling. Maybe not. You're too focused. But, yeah, just take us through, like, what was going through your head while you were making that play, while you were running down the field? Um, As soon as I caught it, to be honest, I thought I was going to get tackled. But, um Number 15 didn't make a good decision. I don't know why he <laughs> drove for the ball. Like, that confused me, to be honest, when I seen him in the field. He did what he did, and after that, I was just like, oh, I can run. Once I realized he missed the tackle, I was ready, ready to run. Um, and as far as the student section goes, I didn't hear him until I, like, got up. Mm. I can't hear anything when I'm running. When I'm running, everything clears. Like, I don't hear anything. I just see the field. And the touchdown looked so far. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is that is that because you got slower because you're a tight end, or you got the same speed as a receiver? Why does it look so far? Uh, earlier in the game, I kind of um, tweaked my ankle a little bit, oh. so it was like like in the second quarter I did, and I was just like, "Well, I didn't know I could run this fast still." So <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I was in the stands for that game, and um, you know. Uh, Malik caught it, and you're thinking, okay, great catch, good delivery by Thorne, first down, right? Suddenly, like, another second passes. Like, he hasn't been brought down. Three guys are, like, pursuing from behind. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a 25-yard gain. It's going to be really great. He just kept running and running, and everyone, like, just losing their minds in the stands. Um, fantastic play. But So, I guess, Malik, what has it been like for you this season? You're getting many more snaps um, than, than you were in the past. Uh, 23 snaps, I believe, this game. What has this season been like for you compared to last year, just in terms of, um, I guess, your approach, or just uh, how do you feel about this season and, and you having an increased role? Um, on every other football team I've been on, naturally I've had a bigger role, so it feels more comfortable to me now that I know I have a more important role. And like mentally it's, it's a little relaxing and lets me just like play my game and help my teammates out yeah definitely so Malik you play basketball as well as football what is the difference between Tom Izzo and Mel Tucker <laughs> um I think coach Izzo is like more expressions in your face and coach Tucker is more I'm going to say what I got to say, and right. there's not going to be no facial expressions, but, I mean, they're both great coaches, so. Yeah, so then what's something that, that's similar about the two of them? Uh, they care about their players outside of their sports. Um, like, it's bigger than football and basketball to both of them. Mm. To totally agree with that. Let's go back to the expressions on Coach Izzo's face. <laughs> <laughs> You were very diplomatic in that response. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit? You're going to get him in trouble. I just want to know. I mean, I, 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 I was a trustee, and I'm still afraid of Izzo. So tell us about his expression. I mean, um, is there really anything to explain? We all watch the game. Like, we all watch. I don't really have that much to say. But, yeah, yeah. 
and I have a feeling he's not talking about the expression where Izzo was mic'd up the one time. He's like, come on, guys, we can play better. Yeah, I, yeah. That's not probably what he's Malik, talking about. Malik, I don't know if you saw that. That coach mic'd up one time at halftime. He's going, come on, we can do better. And I was like, yeah, huh. I'm sure I'm sure that's how those huddles go. You know? Yeah. So, Malik, when you're, when you're getting ready for a game, um, what's going through your headphones? What do you like to listen to? Broadway, number one. Okay. Um, Lil Wayne has to play. Like, I have, like, two or three songs I got to play Lil Wayne's. But Broadway was basically, like, the guy. Okay. What's your favorite Lil Wayne project? Uh, Carter 5. Mm, yeah, okay. Carter 5. Okay. I'm a Carter 4 guy, but so, respect. Bye week. And we know who's coming up in, in two weeks. Um... Has has preparation changed at all? Knowing who we got nah. on tap. Nah, um, really, a game is just a game, and we're gonna prepare for every game like it's our last. So that's just how it is. Good. Do you miss home? You get get back home to Oak Park at all? See coach, see the fam. You get back there much? Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, Sundays we got to do some things up until like one o'clock, but. Our drive is nothing, you know. I was driving from Belleville to Oak Park to go to school, so I mean, mm. 45 minutes. That's awesome. Back. That is wonderful. So how excited are you? And I know it's early, but how excited are you for 10 days from now? <laughs> Too early to get excited? <laughs> Not a game planning yeah. in between? Honestly, honestly, I don't get excited into, like, Maybe into warmups. Mm. Like the rest of the stuff, like leading up to that, I'm worried about everything they can do. I'm trying to see any little minor detail that I can expose going against the opponent. And that's just how we talk to go about things. So it's easier to just look in the details and remember everything you have to do. Because, I mean, the game is based off of how we play, not them. So, Malik, going into this game, I guess everybody has a different approach. Um, social media, Michigan fans, um, actually even more so, Michigan players and their media have made a habit out of dismissing Michigan State publicly, giving a bulletin more material, just going about it in a reckless uh, way that has backfired on them year after year. Do you ever pay attention to what their players or their coaches or their media are saying about Michigan State and the way that Michigan has more talent and should win and things of that nature? Or do you not really look at that at all? Um, I scroll through Twitter and Instagram a lot. So okay. I see it. I mean, like, who really cares? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, do players really care? Does it affect their confidence? Do they read a lot about what's going on? Like other players, not other, just you. Not just you. The, you know, does, does it bother? I think most players don't read it because we're geared towards not reading it. But if they do, if anything, it boosts their confidence just a little bit more, makes them work a little bit harder in practice, and hmm. just gives them more of an edge. Yeah. So are you a mismatch matchup? Come ten days from now. Oh yeah. Can uh, any any line can any linebacker know. cover you? <laughs> Safety. He's not. He's too humble. Like, 
it's one linebacker that has a chance to cover me, in my opinion. And that's only my little brother. And that's because <laughs> he sees me all the time. He grew up yeah. With me. I yeah. love it. That's, I he's love talking it. about it's Jeremiah Beasley. Yeah. Great, great prospect. Michigan State's after him hard. Okay. Um, what have, have you talked to him about recruiting at all? Have you given him any advice on the process, just about how to go about it or anything like that? All I told him is to go have fun. Enjoy right. the experience. There's nothing like it. So just enjoy it because – once you're in college, yeah, none of that's real. So, <laughs> none of it. So, yeah. hey, you know what? That's so that's realistic. Great Very mature of you because you're right. Until you get there, none of it's real. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. But once you get to college, everybody's all state. Everybody's all American. Everybody's ranked. And it's just, you know, it's, it's who's going to grind and work and, and come out every day to be the best. So that's, Bri- that's great advice. Brian, how many recruiting stars did you have? One and a half. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did visit, uh, I think I visited uh, Auburn. Oh, okay. Canceled Colorado. Oh. Went to Michigan State. I canceled Penn State. <laughs> really? Um, you canceled on Penn State? I did. Mm, I did. They're lost. I knew where my heart was. I see. That was in East Lansing. Well, Malik, we appreciate your time. We wish you the best of luck, uh, not only this upcoming game, but for the rest of the season, rest of your career. Uh, it's been great to see you transform and transition at, into tight end and see more and more snaps every week. And we wish you the best of luck and appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, what can I get one of those hoodies, though? Because I've been seeing people. <laughs> hold on. Hoodie. Hold on. What, let's, let, before we get into the hoodie, tell us a little bit about your NIL deal with WWE. What do you got going on over there? Uh, it's basically like putting a foot in WWE if – like when football's over, like when mm. it's all said and done, NFL career, uh, college career, all of it, and I want to go do it. Wow. I already got a foot. Yeah, that's, so. that's okay. interesting. Okay, that's um, interesting. I grew up the biggest, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Macho Man, Savage. Like I, you know, I love The Rock, Stone Cold. Those that was my generation. Yeah, loved them. Was that in black and white? No, no, it's color. Uh. But. Probably until maybe two years ago is when I believed it was fake. Oh. Yeah, because for 40 years I thought it was real. Interesting. But really? Still... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, forget that it's not real. You got 320-pound men, like, like tremendous athletes. I mean, they're coming off the top rope doing flips. You know, you got to give them credit. It's it's. It's trem- there, there's some tremendous athletes. It's man. about to be Malik soon when football's done. Yeah, because yeah, gonna- um, <laughs> I don't know how they do some of that stuff. I'm scared of heights. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and we're going to, what's his, uh, Mickey, 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 uh, Mickey, uh, God, he come off the top into uh, nails, into tables. I forgot his name. Mm. But that's going to be you. <laughs> it's going to be you. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to get you one of these hoodies. Yeah. We're going to get you one of these hoodies. And we're going to take care of you. So um, appreciate you, Malik. We'll take care of that. We appreciate you coming on. So for, for, we'll we'll take care of you, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck in here in a few in a few days. And we also wish you the best of luck in your career. And we we're excited to watch you grow as as not only a player but as as a person. You know, because once a Spartan dog, always a Spartan dog. So uh, good luck in ten Thanks. days, and uh, God bless and go green. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Go away. Take care. Thank you. Malik Carr, what a, what a wonderful young man, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, 
transferred in from Purdue um, a, uh, last the off season before last season, and uh, he's worked hard. It, it was not an easy transition for someone to go from wide receiver to tight end. Your, your entire approach is now suddenly blocking first, as opposed to obviously receiving first. So. He's worked hard, and just um, a year and a half into that transition, we see him making plays like he did last game, and it's great to see. Great to see. On to Wisconsin. Not on Wisconsin. Mm. On to Wisconsin. I see what you did there. It was uh, a win sorely needed, Justin. Talk to us a little bit. I would agree. I think um, this was a game that was winnable for Michigan State. I think uh, this was a game where they had an opportunity to stop the bleeding against a team that uh, had a new coach, which uh, seemed to help them and gave, gave them a new coach boost against Northwestern, maybe even helped them against Michigan State. But at the end of the day, Michigan State is a team that I expected would come out in that game, and they did. In terms of um, kind of the key takeaways, um, a couple of things that really stood out to me was the way that the defense improved with Jacob Slade and Xavier Henderson back, uh, just schematically and structurally all the way across the board. Um, they seem to be a little more fluid in their pre-snap communications and things of that nature. I know Braylon Allen had one long run um, that kind of boosted his rushing stats, but he, had, um, uh, he was kind of held in check. And then the first drive of the game where Wisconsin scored, Xavier Henderson was out for most of that drive. So really just two drives in which Henderson played that Wisconsin scored in, in regulation. Brian, what are some things that stood out to you? You know, credit goes to Scotty Hazleton in the defense. I mean, you saw them change things up and shift to a 4-3. Mm-hmm. You saw them move uh, Jacoby Winman yep. to linebacker. <clears throat> And I think it paid dividends. Obviously, when you get X back, Barrow back, Slade mm-hmm. back, and you get some of the you know some of the dogs back, yeah, that's gonna help. Right. There's no question it's gonna help. But I really thought the change in, in in the front seven, the way, and then the the movement of, you know, in my opinion, one of the top defensive players in the country, yeah, putting him at linebacker, I really thought made a difference. Yeah. You know, the naysayers will complain and talk about. You know, that Wisconsin uh, doesn't have the best pass, passing attack. But still, I thought that the defense held up pretty well and played really well. Yeah, and Minnesota didn't have the best passing attack, and we saw what they did. So I, I take that comment with a grain of salt. So Absolutely. I also, you know, I thought our receivers really went up and got the ball. Uh, you saw Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman, you know, win those 50-50 balls and, and, and play at a different level. I also thought the offensive line played well. I thought the offensive line played well. They looked much better than the week prior. Uh, I, I thought that zero turnovers was a huge factor. Um, yeah. You know, secondary looked better. I mean, kudos to X. Xavier Henderson really came back and made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I think not only schematically, but uh, communication-wise, mm-hmm. right? The, on the back end, when you have a leader in the back end being able to communicate, because there's three levels of the defense. Yeah. I think that... that really made a huge difference when you have when you have a leader back there and i thought you know i thought uh, for the most part you know we minus a couple plays the defense looked solid and and slade coming back i think was a huge huge yeah. difference w- with slade coming back what happened there was michigan state the last few weeks um, did not have good production from three of their defensive line spots. And then the fourth one, Jacoby Winman, was being double teamed as a result because they were not afraid of the other three guys in that spot. Now in this game, with Slade coming back, 
Um, that freed up basically everyone on the line. Everyone got single teamed. Uh, when Jacoby would blitz, there would be nobody there to chip uh, and help for the most part. And as a result, the entire defensive line unit played better just because of Slade being the one addition back this week. Also, speaking of what you said about Jacoby Winman being moved back to linebacker, um, that was a great move because, as I mentioned, Jacoby had been getting double teamed pretty much the entire season after those first two games because everyone kind of knew who he was at that point, wanted to stop him at all costs. So now what, what uh, Scotty Hazleton did here was he took a guy that was being basically bottled up due to no fault of his own the past few weeks, put him in an entirely new position, freed him up, bolstered that level of the defense, Naturally, Slade bolstered the, the first line of defense, and then Xavier came back at safety. So Michigan State saw all three levels of their defense get bolstered, one because of a coaching move and two because of guys coming back. And that's why um, Wisconsin had two touchdown drives in regulation while Xavier Henderson was on the field. This is a trickle-down effect, right? When you, get, when you get Slade back, it frees guys to make plays. Right. From Winman... You saw a Simeon Barrow had a sack there, yes. right? I mean, it frees other guys to make plays. When you get a senior, a veteran back on the back end, and he's able to communicate with the second and third level, right. that makes a huge difference. You didn't see the blown assignments. You didn't see guys running free. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of miscommunication. Right. That's leadership. That's leadership. That's, that's experience back there. And as much as we want to pinpoint it on the coaching, it's more about experience, guys getting back there and communicating with yeah. the second and third level. Right. And we saw a lot of that. We actually saw a lot of that. Right. And especially, like, what I have been saying the last few weeks that some of the criticism against Scotty was unfair and it was players not coming through in certain situations. I have to be consistent and also credit the players now, now that, now that Xavier is back, Slade is back. These guys coming back have really elevated the defense. Again, I know it's only Wisconsin, but far worse only. offenses... Far worst offenses have made this defense look bad. Oh, yeah. So that's why, that's why I still put a little stock into that, but... Got to give credit to the players if I, was, if I was saying that they were the reason kind of the last few weeks of not balling out on defense because this, this past week, they were a big reason Every why. Spartan in that stadium, when they saw that third down play and we, we had that botched field goal, and then we saw you know, an interception dropped in overtime, every Spartan said, oh, no, not again. We're going to lose this game. Mm -hmm. And Mel and the kids, found the young, the young men, found a way to pull this game out. And those are confidence builders. Right. Those are culture changers. Right. You know, and which I think are very important for, for the maturation of a program. Yeah. They absolutely are. Yeah. So when you go to, like, the impact players of the game, yeah. and you go back, you can, you know, uh, QB1 had a hell of a game. Right. QB1 was 21 for 28, 265 yards. Um, you know, you saw Jaden Reed had nine receptions, 117 yards, yeah. and a touchdown. Keon Coleman, five receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And when your playmakers make plays, yeah. when they go up and get the ball and they get those 50-50 balls, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. As we saw. I mean, play after play, year after year, game after game, Jaden Reed is just a gamer. Right. Hands down. When he's in that game, it's a completely different offense. Yeah. When you can go up and get a 50-50 ball on offense, the impact that has on the offense cannot be measured. Do we have a Thorne to Reed highlight there? 
Yeah. Or, or, do, or do I have to prompt you every time, Owen? Because <laughs> you're asleep at the wheel. Oh, Owen was over here texting me about how the Phillies keep making errors. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> Our concern right now are not the Phillies. Hey, hey, hey. Keon Coleman. <laughs> there speak, he is. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Keon, we only care about the Jets and the Spartans. That's all we care about. No. Well, I mean, I would love to see Phil in the World Series, if I'm being honest. That would be yeah. sweet. Eight, uh, I'll eight take five. It. Right now, it's not looking good. Yeah. But I'll take it. It's early. No problem. Yeah. No problem. So I think, look, yeah. when, you, when, you can, when you can stretch the field and you can throw the ball down the field with uh, QB1 and, uh, you know, Keon and Jaden. Yeah. That changes up the offense dramatically. Right. And then yeah. let's get to Jacoby Winman. Yeah. So Jacoby not only um, did, like we said, functionally the defense play better with him at linebacker, but he also made two huge plays. He had that interception um, on the, um, I think it was in the first quarter, and uh, Jacoby credited that to watching tape and the defense being prepared by the coaching staff, and he immediately recognized what, what play that was coming, and he just uh, fell back into the zone and took that. And then, um, in overtime, you cannot commit turnovers if you're in overtime in, in college football rules. And Jacoby forced one off, off of Braylon Allen, who's one of the best players in the entire conference, one of the best running backs in the nation, and uh, basically set up the win for Michigan State. So once again, just a game changer. He had 11 tackles as well. He had two uh, tackles for loss. Um, just a guy that continues to over and over again find ways to swing the momentum in the game. He, not only that, he had five solos. He had uh, an INT. Do we have that um, on Jacoby? I mean, he was a difference maker. I mean, he wrecked the game. He yeah. was a game wrecker. Yeah. You saw the way, and I think the position change allowed him to roam freely. It allowed him to avoid the double teams. And I thought he had an, a hell of a game. Look at him drop back in the coverage there. Yeah. You know, anytime you got a guy that can play D-line and go line up and play linebacker and drop back in the coverage. Yeah. And is able to play the run like the way he plays the run and is able to uh, make plays the way he's able to make plays. You know, you got a guy that's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. As long as he's in the right position, you got a guy that's going to play on Sundays. So I tell you what, he's been a heck of an addition. Absolutely. Yep. Done a hell of a job. I think he was a defensive player of the week again. Yep, third mm -hmm. time. And uh, nobody has ever won it four times in a season in Big Ten history. So we'll see if he can put that. That will on. happen in 10 days. <laughs> wow. Ten, what do you think, Owen? That he's going to win it again? Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about that next okay. week. Okay, yeah. next week. Yeah. Next week. Just say we yes because you don't want to doubt right. Jacoby. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jacob, I mean, Jacoby looks good, but yeah. that means we stopped Michigan. So And we've only stopped them 10 out of the last 14 that, years. That's true. I mean, just what, a higher, what? a little bit of higher of a task this year. Why? <laughs> what changes I, for us? J.J. McCarthy, maybe? Uh, what about him? Our secondary? He already won the Heisman in September. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They've had four September Heisman winners. Uh, no, you're right. Did we're, you count Bla Blake Corum? Did you Blake Corum? Mm. He won in September, too. Blake Corum did. Tate Forsey I mean, did. Devin Gardner did. Joe Milton. Bernard Robinson. Joe, Joe, Joe Milton. They've had five September Heismans. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure you're forgetting a couple in there, too. No, no. They've had, I mean, five September Heismans, and they've won several national championships on signing day. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that first Tuesday in February, they've hoisted many trophies. 
So it's not wrong. We're gonna. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to play the game, mm-hmm. right? In hostile territory, in, in a blue out, oh, I guess. Yeah. I was wearing yeah. blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think and so. I think so. Like they tried. How to do you wear a blue? They, you paint your face blue. They or? tried to do a maze. A maze. They out. did. They did. Uh, that, yeah. Because last year it, at Washington, it was a maze out uh, at night, so it was a lot cooler, I guess. In a cooler in a sense yeah but this year they did it like last week against penn but state but it was like cold and people didn't have correct jackets. so you had the you know the winter jacket on is that black, what whatever yeah mm-hmm. so the student section had like you know the pom-poms or whatever yeah. and then i mean the rest of the crowd was just normal crowd wait so, so why like, didn't they give the entire stadium pom-poms i couldn't tell you Wow, I, I, I don't know. Seems like they dropped the ball. <laughs> I guess, but Times now are, it's gonna be blue. It's gonna be they're gonna be blue. Come on, and said so. COVID, COVID, I Co- see. COVID. They're, they're still in a deficit. And major hits to the budget. I see. I yeah. see. I see. I COVID. See. They're they're requiring vaccine mandates for all their students. They uh, I mean, and yes, they're gonna pack one hundred ten thousand in the stadium. At Spartan Stadium, right. they had towels for every single person that walked in the stadium. It's ooh, it's to wipe off your yeah. sweat. I know, I know yeah. the the buddies that I came with. They had like nine towels Keeps per person. Warm. So, <laughs> <laughs> MSU has into a bye week. Justin, tell us what yeah. they accomplished during a bye week. Hopefully, not any injuries. Um, everybody needs to get healthier. Needs to use this as a time to rest up. Um, and hopefully, if Michigan State can come into Next week's game against Michigan, healthier, and they have Jeff Petrowski back. Hopefully, who knows? Um, just my speculation. Um, Kendall Brooks, who was out last week, um, hopefully he will be back as well. And nobody else gets hurt during practice. This is going to be the healthiest Michigan State has been since before week one. And um, that would be a huge key. And, um, yeah, they just need to focus. they got extra time to watch tape. they got to look at all the keys of Michigan, uh, their offense, uh, defense. they got to understand all the looks that they're going to be presented with. And that's the two main things is get healthier and all the way dial into the preparation. Brian, as a player, what did you always hope to get out of the bye week? How did you hope to take advantage of that time? Sleep. Okay, that's, that's true. That's true. Rest and sleep. Um, I never liked the bye week, though. Mm. Just, you know, it gets you out of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this late in the season, it's very, very beneficial. Right. If you can get an extra week of rest, and if you can, um, you know, there's more fundamental drills that are worked on as opposed to more game planning drills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just uh, mental preparation more than anything. Uh, on your Saturdays, what would, would you be uh – Drinking a little bit of uh, like a certain beverage, you know, like since you're not playing on um, oh, yeah. bye weeks. Oh, yeah, all day. <laughs> <laughs> we would start at noon. Okay. I, I remember one bye week, Michigan was playing Penn State. Okay. No, Colorado. Oh. At, at really? Colorado. Okay. I just never forget this. I don't know That's why. Weird. What year is this? 93 or 4. Okay. And, um, Colorado threw a little, a little uh, flat route. Uh-huh. The Michigan receiver uh, DB came to pick it uh-huh. and was gone, dropped it. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget what Key Jackson said. Oh, Nelly, I hope he don't have a dog. Because <laughs> you know you kick your dog when you're mad. Right. I just for some reason that That's... sticks that sticks in my head, and I just could not stop laughing. You know? <laughs> really. I mean, I don't know why that That's sticks in my head. Don't extremely even. random. It was so <laughs> random. It's so. I'm thinking about that now. I'm just talking about this guy kicking his dog. 
Uh-huh. I don't know why. I've never wow. forgot that. Probably wouldn't fly today. <laughs> no. Oh, today you're, you're canceled, fired. It's true. Co- so, scholarship. Yeah. So when you're in the bye week, do you, I guess, just have two weeks of practicing against the uh, simulated looks that the other team is running? Or is it one week of you just working on your own stuff? And then the second week is that sort of game prep where you're preparing directly against their packages and their, their looks? That's a very good question. So uh, a couple of days extra on rest. And then you would spend a couple of days back then. Yeah. Right? Working yeah. like it's uh, August camp. I just see. working on drills. Working on drills, reps, reps, reps. Right. I don't know how it is nowadays, but right. I'm, I'm assuming there's more game planning because the game plans are so much more complex. But it was more like spring ballish Makes drill work, especially for the younger guys, get them more reps. Yeah. And so focus on that. That's why the, that's why the bowl practices are so important. Right. Because you get 20 some extra practices exactly. for guys that, that don't play. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the bowls mean a lot because it's an extra spring ball yeah. for the younger generation more than it yeah. is. For the games, and that's where you know sometimes fans don't really understand that because mm-hmm. you're getting another spring ball. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I didn't like it, but right. I never had a bye week before the Michigan game, so mm-hmm. this is a it's an advantage. It can be. Yeah. It could be negative too because you get out of your you know you get out of your normal routine. So yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, right? We'll talk yeah. about it next week, and we're gonna go one day at a time. One day at a time. Spartan dogs in the NBA. What do we got here? Let's put it up. Nice graphic tweeted out. Talk, talk to us, Justin. Tell us. Yeah, Michigan State has, um, has several guys in the NBA this year. You can see on the screen there. Um, a lot of, uh, Max Christie, I believe, yesterday was mm-hmm. one for one. Um, so he started off as a 100% shooter for the Lakers. And I uh, see Xavier Tillman, Bryn Forbes, Draymond, obviously. Uh, Trip J down there, Jaron Jackson. So a lot of guys, Michigan State uh, has representing the green and white this year in the NBA. Wow. So who has the potential out of those six to have a breakout season? I think Jaron has been progressing so well each of the years that at this point he probably wouldn't be considered a breakout candidate. Um, but Gary Harris, um, who I don't know, I forgot to mention his name there, he had a couple down years, partially due to injuries and things of that nature. He really came on after the trade deadline last year. Because I remember at some point he was going to be a buyout candidate for the Magic, but instead he just took off and was hooping, and they just kept him. So I think if he can put together a season, a full season, just like he did post-trade deadline, his career is going to be back to where it was when it was at the peak. So I think him being a comeback player of the year kind of guy is what I'm looking at this year. How about Max Christie at the Lakers? Where do you see him sitting and what kind of year? Developmental year? Yeah, I was going to say, when you asked where do I see him sitting, I was going to say maybe eighth on the bench. Okay. Um, but that's, that's, that's all you need. You yeah, yeah. You don't need him to be playing tons of minutes. What you need is him to be learning. He needs to be a sponge. He needs to have one of those careers where the first two years he's just learning and learning and growing. And kind of a year three is where he kind of takes off. Like, um, uh, Blazers drafted a, a kid really high a few years ago. Oh, and Fernie Simons. He didn't do much his first two years. Now I think he just signed for a max mm-hmm. in, in year f- after his fourth year after his rookie deal ended. That's kind of the trajectory I look at when I think of Max Christie. You know what really offended me? Is how many rings does Draymond have? Four now, I believe. And so he's, here's a guy with four rings. How many years in the league? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ten? A good amount. More. More right. than that, I think. Four, four rings. You know, nine or ten years in the league. Yeah. And then he just gets assaulted 
by Jordan Poole's face. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're right on that. I mean, why would you assault a how many time NBA All Star and and the guys the guy's a four time champion, an absolute lack of respect only because he went to Michigan State. That's mm. the only reason why. So Jordan Poole decides to hit him with his face, and to me. That's a that's disrespect. Eleventh year, by the way, he's 11th in his eleventh year. Yeah. This absolute disrespect, four rings, and gets assaulted by by somebody from that school down the road. I mean, you, you know a thing or two about fighting. Would you put your hands down like Jordan Poole did? An attack with my face? Yeah. No, I'd attack with my fist. <laughs> but if I'm on the other side and somebody attacks me, yeah, I have to defend myself. Okay. So I mean, it's just I got you. At the end of the day, are they on the same team? Yes. Yes. There's no love loss. It doesn't seem like it, but we don't. There's no love mm-hmm. loss. Jordan had a nice had a nice pocket pass to Draymond on a he pick did. and roll. So, okay, so yeah, we're, we're, back. Back. We're, we're okay. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. I was I was but analyzing you, that. I, Jordan didn't look at Draymond when, when they dapped each other up, but the, but there was a dap on right. the defensive there was. possession. I mean, if I hit you with my There's face, a quick tap on yeah. If I hit you with my face, would you look at me? <laughs> would I look at you? Uh, it dep- it's been, I, I'd be guilty. It's been 10 days. I'd be guilty. Yeah. I, I would feel a sense of guilt. You know, if yeah. I assaulted you with my face, I would feel I, guilty. Talking about guilty, I mean, the Phillies just lost. Justin, any reaction to that? Oh, Can God. we wait till after the show? Yeah, Aaron Nola The show's the PG. Uh, they're going to go into Philly. They're going to win all three of those games. Okay. That's what's going to happen. There's a quote right there. Yep. There it is. As long as we got one of them. Yep. As long as we got That's one of true. them. They still want to San Diego. Now they're going to take all three at the bank. Okay. That's all we need. Let me see right we got there. that you know, time zone change. Yeah. We're going to play at 10 a.m. Yep. They're going to play against a real fan base. And they're going to. I know San Diego's like. not oh. transient. Okay. Yeah. They, they've done well for themselves this playoff series, but at, um, at the bank. Ken Rosenthal's phone was giving him noise warnings in like the second inning of of a zero zero game. That's so. so awesome. Yeah. So I mean, Tennessee was loud this weekend too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Neyland Earth, Stadium. Earthquakes or whatever. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nick. Sa- anytime Nick Saban shows up, yeah, Nayland. I was, wish I was there. I've been in Nayland when Nick was at LSU. Yeah. I went down to watch LSU Tennessee, mm-hmm. and they sit on top of you. The, the acoustics. Yeah. It is deafening. That's a bucket list game it's right like there. It's like LSU deafening. Yeah. So cool. Absolutely cool. How about, give me, let's get a little shout out to women's volleyball. Yes, sir. Huh? Record attendance. Mm. Thank you, Graham Couch, for this tweet. Record attendance, the largest home crowd in MSU volleyball history. 7,326. That is unbelievable. It, it just looks, it's so fantastic to see. Yeah. You know, That's, because... You know, there's a lot of talk about gender equity and treating female sports the same. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, sometimes people believe is, is they don't really feel that way. But we do. Like, we think when we see a, a crowd like that at a women's sporting event, you know, that, that embodies what Spartan Nation's all about. And it's just such a great thing to see. We should become like Nebraska in volleyball. They yeah. sell out every game. Big every, Ten's every huge for yeah, yeah. Big Ten, but, you yeah, know, Nebraska, you got Nebraska Penn, State. Penn State, yeah, you know, Wisconsin's good. Wisconsin's good mm-hmm. too, yeah. yeah, and that's just so great to see. Absolutely yeah. right. wonderful to see. 
and we're hoping to see that continue. Yeah. And the sports go on. So yeah, we're gonna have to get uh, Leah on the show, Coach Johnson. Yeah. And then uh, we're gonna have to get some more. Some of the you know women's soccer is ranked fifteenth in the country. Yeah, oh. they're having a great season eighth now. Eighth, eighth, eighth now. I'm about Sorry. to talk about. Ag- segue into. Is about to talk Owens about 360. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll we Owens 360. Are we ready for it? We ready for it? 360 update. Give it to us. Oh, we got Owens 360 MSU Sports Weekly update. Man, you just let into it. But this women's soccer team, they're on a whole nother level of excellence right now. They have lone possession of the Big Ten Conference lead at the moment. They just keep on rolling. A 1-0 lead over Indiana. Zivana Labovich, she had a goal with an assist coming from Lauren DeBow. Then, on Sunday, they took down number 5 Northwestern, 2-1. Celia Ganner and Samantha White both scored. Rudy, Rudy Diodati she had the assist in that one. Women's soccer, you cannot preach how they good, how good they are right now in their turnaround at the moment. Men's soccer, MSU got back on track in conference play with a 4-3 win over Rutgers. Jonathan Stout, he had two goals and two assists with the goalkeeper, Owen Finnerty. He had six assists. Kellen Landefeld and Grayson Mercer also had goals as well. Over to field hockey, MSU fell to the number three Northwestern, 3-1, three to one, but then won in overtime in a, thriller, in a thriller over Indiana in a pink game. Celia Gaynor, or Celia Ricardo, she had the goal and assist from Ellie Rutherford over quickly to MSU Volleyball. MSU fell to number 24, Michigan 3. Sets to none. They were very close in that one as well, though. And then they dropped a close one to Indiana, 3-2. to two. Leah Johnson still re- re- rebranding that program at the moment. And finally, over to MSU Hockey. MSU Hockey, I mean, they are clicking right now. MSU split the series against UMass Lowell, picking up the win in the opener, 4-3. Miroslav Muka. He had two goals. Christian Krieger and Tanner Kelly both scored as well. And then in the second game, they did drop that one, a close one, 3-2. Matt Baskell and Daniel Russell, the freshman, he has been fantastic so far for MSU, both scoring in that third period. I will be on the call for the first game of the weekend series against Long Island University. That will be an exciting one to watch. Until next week, I am Owen Ozest. With Owens 360 MSU Sports Weekly Update. The Night King, Adam Nightingale, turning that program around, putting together a heck of a recruiting class. He is. MSU hockey, with the tradition that we have, mm-hmm. is going to be back on the map soon, and we are excited. Can very well be. All we need is beer at Mun Ice. <laughs> you make it happen. Has that happened yet? It's not, no. Are you it's up to you. Yeah. I'm retired. I'm not, I'm just, uh, I, own a, I own a podcast. That's mm. all I do. Okay. I mean, I host a podcast. I don't is know, that so. up to Justin? Is Justin, <laughs> Justin you in charge of that? I don't think yeah. I have that juice. Okay. No, no yeah. we're going to call him at Ishbia. Ish, Ish can make it happen. Ish can make it happen. So we're going to work on that. Okay. Ish, beer at Munice. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Brian Wasalam along with my co-host Justin Thind. You are watching the SD4L show. Thank you for joining us. Good night, go green, and God bless. Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, 
your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.